0: Welcome to the Way Off Track Podcast with myself, Kyle.
1: The only reason no, no, hold on. you why to you like you this is because it's the one soundbite that we have that <laughs> actually is okay. No, 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 hold on. You can do this the, one. He didn't make this just to let everyone know.
0: Why do you got to tell people, like, let them think we're cooler than we are?
1: Welcome to the Way Off Track Podcast. I am your host, co-host. We're co-hosts. I was going to say, it's I mean, me there's... Yeah, well... I'm I'm the head host. You're the associate head host.
0: co hosts
1: Sure. At best. Of Way Off Track, where we talk about track and things that are not even close. Not remotely. Too related. But that's why it's called... You get it. That's why, yeah. So we have not done this in a minute because, Kyle, I don't know where you
0: went. Well, uh, I was on a work trip. So here's the crazy story. Uh, I was on a work trip in Nashville. That part was actually work, and then we had had planned a uh, fun trip for the um, world championship boat races because I'm big into boating, kind of ups- uh, like. That has nothing of. to do with track. Well, it's way off track. So there was a track there. I saw Key West High School because we were down in Key West. Uh, for oh, a Key West for is
1: in Nashville now. Got it.
0: No, no, we went there after. It was part two of the trip. We we drove the RV, but then this crazy thing happened. Though I was on this boat. And uh, a big storm rolled in, and we got uh, we got remo- r- mar- marooned? marooned. You got remotely marooned. Remotely mar- marooned on an island. I think that's when your ship like breaks down and breaks down. No. And,
1: uh, isn't that marooned? <laughs> that's called capsizing. The boat capsized. Isn't maroon? What does maroon even mean? Other than like, like when you're color- marooned on an island, you're isolated. I believe it means you're left to die. Oh, like you're yeah. marooned on an island. That's so, what happened. So you were on a boat with some people and they marooned you <laughs> Yeah, to an island. Yeah. That's where Kyle's been. He clearly yeah. had way too many dad jokes. They <laughs> got so upset that they put him on a island. That's, uh, that's
0: highly likely, I'd actually say. The Coast
1: Guard found him. And then they put him on another island because he couldn't yeah, stop the doing coast the dad was, jokes. We were halfway back, and they're like, let's actually just drop him back off. Uh, number one, <laughs> we, have a, we have a TV over here, and we, we talk about our topics this we, is that what, we just put together five minutes before this, the episode. This is what keeps us a little on track. Like, yeah, we're actually going to be bit, on the track this time. This is our
0: script over here. Got it. Okay, so it, let's plus. just
1: jump into it because I don't think anybody really... They're people probably used to fast forwarding through sure. the first five minutes. So if let's they, not let's not, not allow that to if happen. If
0: they're not, like it's the little button that has two arrows that point forward. Just and uh right about
1: now. Okay, stop, play, okay. It's meat week. Meat week. Yeah. So this is episode three. Yeah. Uh we got meat week here. Whew. Big It's actually there. pretty wild. To realize that we are four or five days away. We, we compete this Saturday at Rippin. Um, we're kind of calling it a rust buster. Just shaking off the, the competitive cobwebs. Going in, competing. One, maybe two events uh, you, per athlete here. Just giving them something to, to sink their teeth into. Do you look um, at
0: this as like uh, how do you look at this? Because we got this week at Ripon, and then we host a, a meet next Saturday. Uh, do you look at this right. as like a preseason? Do you, for people? Do you what, what what kind of feel? What kind of vibe are you pushing with the
1: with the crew? Right. Um, well, we're we're pretty unique um, in the sense that not many schools compete in December. You know, a good amount, a healthy amount, but um, a lot of them do wait until christmas break is over and we pick up in january um so we actually use these december meets more for a carrot um to to have the athletes relatively chase and stay on point with class to feel like they are building something in the fall Mm -hmm. so they can showcase just whatever we relatively have in december it's there's kind of a a taper to it if you if you want to you know, if you believe in the idea of having a, a taper here from a fall to a December with the limited weeks that we've had. Um, but y- you can actually tee off some pretty good times. So it, it allows us to stay academically inclined because there's something at the end of the semester, something to work and for, something, to, work for, something mm-hmm. to build into Something exciting. Um, some and practice. you know what it does too. big recruiting tool. Sure. Because we can share with athletes, hey, this is what we've been doing for training. Uh, I should say prospects. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a couple meets here that we're going to be able to get on the track first and be able to sell that in December, January, February, talking about what we've already accomplished, what we're our goals are. And we actually have some like tangible, you know, actual measurables to to help amplify what we have for a program here. So that's another big one, too. And I like to sell that to recruits saying, We do compete in December. You know, we, we jump into it ready to go and, and give you uh, a purpose, give you more purpose in the fall. So that's why I do them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a headache because you do jump into it um, and you got to get ready for meals, travel, lodging, eligibility, uh, academic. Uh, you know, progress reports mm-hmm. are a must, you know, we got to be academically inclined to, or in order to be able to be eligible for after Christmas break too. Yeah. You know? well, so there's some moving pieces, but in my opinion, it's, it's well worth it. We're well, we, going to move this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked
0: about, uh, we talked about that though. We might've talked about it on our last episode, which was probably like a month and a half ago on, on accident unfortunately but uh, yeah. but we talked about that where i think it if you don't have these december meets especially as a high school well senior coming in as a high school or excuse me a college freshman
1: right if you
0: come in here now and you're used to high school season especially in wisconsin three weeks to a month and then you or three weeks you have an indoor start having indoor meets and then yeah you know your pre-season indoor wisconsin style and then you go right to outdoor season now we have months of practice and i feel like to me, I feel like these kids would probably come in, these athletes, and just be like, man, this is just going on and on and on. What? This is boring. This sucks. Because it's no secret. It's just like, it's, it's not fun to go practice for months and months and months and not be able
1: to go out there and strut your stuff and showcase what you've been working hard on and, and showcase your talents a little bit. And, so. and you do have, and once again, it, it all depends on how you view the amount of weeks you can put in before you compete in December. But you do have enough training under your belt to get some relative stimulus or response, some adaptation to occur, mm-hmm. and then be able to use that in December before you take off for Christmas break. Because you you will have three to four weeks roughly off the moment you're done sure. with whether you do actual meets in December or you're a team that waits to compete in January mm-hmm. and you decide to do maybe like an inter-squad meet or something. In December, um, you know, overall, it's just, it's just nice to know that you have a pocket of, of, um, I would just say super compensation, I guess is the word, um, where you can tee off some good marks from the training you've been doing all fall. Yeah, I, so I, that's why we do it once again, and you know, um, no, knock sorry, on I didn't a, mean to interrupt you.
0: No, no yeah, that's right. No knock on you know other schools how they choose to do it and choose not you know to wait until January, but I just. I do really like how, how we approach that. And I like that we have two meets this year in, in December. I think that's just going to be, yep. It's just going to be a good setup because like, this is a new meet for ripping or is it just something we're just finally yeah, getting into? This is a
1: new meet for them. Okay. Cool. Um, we, and I didn't really answer your question entirely. You asked what, why, you know, what's our premise for this meet versus next sure. week's meet. Sure. Sure. <sighs> um, so we use ripping this first meet. Um, I made the mistake in years past where we used to have, back in 2019, we had two indoor meets in December, and we hosted the first week, and we went gung-ho on it. You know, we, we put multiple events in. You just ate my cookie. Um, we put multiple events You're in. You're right. It was really good. Better than the cost. Stay on point. Mm-mm. We went to um, two meets in December, and we went all in on the first one, and then I think we just couldn't hang all the way to the second week to almost, you know, replicate that next level of energy in a meet. Sure. So, um, and that second meet was away. Well, this year we're going to go away for our first meet and I'm not going to go all in on that one. Meaning like if you're a jumper sprinter, let's say you're a 62 long jumper. I'm telling them you're just going to do the 60, the first meet. Sure. Just do the 60 limited, just kind you of just, a yeah, preseason. Feel you get almost. one race just to, you know, get the uniform on, get the jitters out and be fresh enough to mm-hmm. then attack mm-hmm. next week, which would be our second meet at home. So that is really what we're using Rippin' for. It's just to get the uniform on, get the jitters out, give them a chance to, to showcase something here and spread out their, their potential in two weeks. So it won't be super heavy for the first week. And then we'll in December, sorry, the second meet December 11th at home, then we'll say, Hey, we're going to give you the 60 and the two, maybe yep. the long jump. And then the two, maybe it's, if you're that 62 long jumper, you're going to go 60 at and only. And then you'd go long jump 200 and four by four to finish off the December 11th meet. And then it's finals after that. And, and during those two weeks, we should be able to hit something pretty special, Mm -hmm. um, or at least they should have the opportunity to, a lot of them are more prepared than they think the Thanksgiving break week definitely threw off. I would say just, you know, that five to six days Mm -hmm. is a little tough to feel like you can just bounce back completely and be fresh. Um, so, you know, you, you get too much Turkey in you you know mm-hmm. um and that you gotta you gotta you know get the cobwebs out so that's what we did on monday was remind them that hey this is what it's like to run on a track and a little of them were tuckered out but today we had a great practice so what, that's uh, the plan that is the plan
0: shoot i forgot what i was gonna say i guess it's not that important no usually okay. most, most of what i say isn't but
1: but that's what we have. That that's that first topic. Any anything else to kind of cover for that for that week for this week next week? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, recruits out there, oh. um, I definitely would tell you that picking a university that has the opportunity to provide those December meets, I think it's a huge thumbs up, and that's not just because we do it. But it's not not because we're <laughs> no, doing. it's actually it keeps <laughs> and once again, I think that if you don't use those those opportunities in December, mm-hmm. um it's not gonna hurt you. I just don't think that you get as I don't think you get as optimum or an optimal level of a season. Um but what do I know? So nothing.
0: You're only the coach of the year once or twice. But anyways, uh what I was gonna say is I'm, what why do you gotta what's, do what's what's just
1: you know it was the co- it was the COVID year by the way. So it, I didn't need COVID coach of the year. Yeah, it was it was the COVID year. Uh, very appreciative. Why we don't why are we talking about this? We'll bring the trophy down next time <laughs> instead of here next to the Bucks ones. But cross, anyways, cross country team. Oh, you were no? just going to skip what I was going to
0: No, it's is not it, that important. Is 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 it, it, let's go to the
1: cross country team. That's more important.
0: That's uh, that's that's fun. That's exciting. They had a great finish.
1: They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Um I got here in 2018 and uh, this was the first year um, that uh, the men's team or women's team, and it was the men's team for this year, uh, a team made it to cross country Nats as as an entire crew. And the men did that. That's awesome. Um, and then, unfortunately, we couldn't, you know, manufacture the women getting there, um, you know, team. as a team. But we had two very talented women make it individually, which in my opinion is just as huge of a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm sure some of you already seen it. The men's team, um, the men's team ran well, it was a great experience builder. Um, I know it's not what they wanted. You know, they had, they had more that they could have proven, but overall, like that is a huge boost to their confidence, to their culture, to their brand Mm -hmm. hats off to, to coach McKenna, to that, to that men's crew. It's only big things to come from here. Um, Oh, that distance crew is going to be, yeah. Continue to improve and just continue to get better and better. Agreed. And it's good core, good core on the women's side. Uh, Zanzi, who's an all American for us, uh, outdoors. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's been actually to the national scene, even in the four by four as a freshman, Um, for us. So she's, she's talented. Um, she was able to get in, um, for cross country Nats. Um, I know it wasn't the race that she wanted. She had the opportunity, um, to at least experience cross country Nats for the first time. Uh, and then Hannah Lorenz was our, uh, all American. She, she Mm -hmm. all Americaned for, for us as well. Um, and that was great to see. Um, it's cool to see, especially the upperclassmen, because I, I basically, the moment that I got here is the same year that they got here. Mm -hmm. Um, and to watch, especially I think Hannah's growth, um, that it's just incredible. Um, she's always, she's always been very talented, but I think for her, it was just her never like leaving the, you know, leaving the the opportunities there, she kept her eye on the the target the entire time, and she slowly but surely kept making progressive gains throughout her career. And now she's a senior, and she's leaving her cross country uh, senior year as an all American, which is just like that perfect story arc. Is I guess what I'm trying to say? You know, like mm-hmm. she wasn't going to come in and just be immediately dominant as a freshman, uh, but she she earned her stripes, she paid her dues, and it's just that cool. Tip of the cap right off into the sunset and have that All American, you know, attached to your name before you take off. Um, and that's what you got to do for Cross. I thought that was cool.
0: That's, yeah. I mean, they just, they had an awesome finish up to the season. It's just, they just kept kind of building and building at the end of the season, which was sweet. But, uh, I mean, I think that just, is only good things in store to come for when they bring that to the track side of the, the ball game. I mean, yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just going to be, that whole crew is going to come over and just, I think, just, I mean, it's you know it's the old like I think they're here to uh you know kick butt and chew bubblegum and I'm pretty sure they're out of bubblegum kind of thing you know. One <laughs> dad joke. <laughs> so uh yeah, so they they ran out of bubblegum this I've cross never heard that season. one before. Well, you know you kick something else but you know a kids show so Right. kids show so we can't, can't can Can you that say well. ass? I don't
1: kicking, think you can kicking say kicking ass, ass is that what you're kicking ass? I would never kick a donkey
0: not nice. Okay. Donkeys are nice, haven't you seen? Anyway,
1: Shred? you made a good point though. The on the track side for this distance crew, both men and women, um, it's going to translate Holy well. smokes! This DMR for oh, the women. Yeah, we were just talking about Actually, that with aim the other day for the men too. But that you don't want to like speak too soon on it. You know, you kind of want to have that. You know, quiet. Sure. Just sure. let it happen. Yep. <clears throat> but I would. I would be honest, I I think it would be tough to not see that come to fruition and and see something pretty special. Mm -hmm. Hannah and Zanzi in that 12-mile leg range. um, We got Libby, Kina um, for that 8, potentially 4-leg. We have a few other short sprinters that could bump into that 400-leg range too. But in all honesty, that thing is... DMR could I think be it'd be lethal.
0: Lethal, uh, lethal. yeah. Ooh, we both said yeah. it at the same time. We yeah, yeah so I'm excited about it, that one.
1: We but hey, we gotta we gotta earn it. We gotta get there, just sure. like every event. Yeah, you know, it's just wishful thinking, you but gotta walk the walk, um, not just talk the talk. But hey, they they've earned those they, their marks have earned them the right to have well, the opportunity to speak on it. You know? eur- yeah, they've earned um, the right for us to say something like that. Uh, yeah.
0: For they're talented. They've yeah. they've put in the work and they've for, shown uh, the results. For
1: George Probably Andrew the 12 George. for the guys. Sorry. The guys DMR Andrew George for that 12 leg puts Steve and Potter on the mile. Um, Ryan in that eight range and then a plethora of 400 runners who, who a knows lot. who knows, Who? you know, I think a lot of guys are in that spot to just give us the split that we need. The 400 leg is not the most.
0: No. No. As you go, as you go, valuable, longer, you as know, as you go longer, it gets
1: more important in the DMR, I believe. Yeah, right. That's I mean, kind of the idea, Ben. The, the mile leg's your quarterback, the four leg is your since uh, is your nose if... guard. <laughs> Apologies, to all the nose guards out there. Oh, <laughs> they, great. Me. They have their place. Correct yeah.
0: me. Yeah, stopping the run, I guess. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think we've ever, like, we we've just never put together a top notch DMR, or at least it hasn't. We might have put the people in the places, but we just didn't seem to kind of hit the home run. We we struck out swinging, sort of in a way, uh, sort of since I've been here, the last three years. I, I don't think we've kind of really had a really great run at the four at the DMR, right? Am I, am I wrong No, the... we we've um,
1: we we've, we've made... struggled to get that thing through. Um, and and my my outlook on it is we've always been more. I think in the eight mile range especially we've mm-hmm. wanted to be more um focused you know on focused opens? on the opens yeah. and giving them the chance to get there themselves mm-hmm. and i agree with that I, I think the idea that if you have somebody that's a 151 152 800 runner um you know on the guy side for example um if you, had you had know girl, or if you're really good right yeah. <laughs> if you are if you're that 412 you know miler that can get you into that national scene you know, it's, it's something that you want to try to chase. And remember too, like when you go into the, when you go into those distance events, you can't just run the mile every week, you know, like in the 60, you can run the mile every week. Technically you could run the two every you know week if you wanted to the four, it gets a little tricky, but you know, the longer you go, the less, you know, cuts, you know, at the plate you're going to provide, mm-hmm. um, just because it, it wears on you. So the dmr has always been something that we want to say hey if it's if it happens it happens because we have the talent and it came you know full circle but i think this upcoming year we we are probably going to look a little bit more heavily into saying okay that dmr could legitimately score us points on the men's women's side you know god willing if everything goes well and nobody mm-hmm. gets hurt and we're all on the same page and we run what we think we can run um, just once again, mathematically we've earned, those measurables have earned us the right to at least talk about it. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so DMR is kind of one that we're kind of giving a renewed focus you could say too. And then, uh, also the, here, the, here, here's one, the mama, oh, go ahead. The multi is what I was going to say. Or do you want to, you got something else? To <sighs> no, say that's a good
1: one too. I was going to say the four by four as well. Cause in oh, all we've honesty, always had
0: a pretty big focus on that.
1: I'd say we do, but we, We will get there and then we, we just, we can't get it to come full circle and get those points Mm -hmm. at the national meet. So, but that's for another topic of discussion. Sure. I agree with the multi though. That is a renewed focus for us. So we're, we're trying to really explore that more off. This can actually dovetail us into into our next topic, which is training. Mm -hmm. Um sure. you know, in this podcast, I think it's important to talk <clears throat> training so we maybe hit some more viewers and people that want to listen to this part of it yeah um I know I know shout out to Tyler Schmidt he really enjoyed your
0: last uh training kind of topic talk there when you were talking about huh. broken
1: Tyler 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 I will see you at uh on the eleventh yeah. he's gonna yeah he'll be helping, be helping out he's gonna be volunteering his time excellent he's a good one well, Tyler I'll see you on the eleventh too that means <laughs> Whatever. All right. So from a training perspective, this is something we wanted to bring up. Do you want to talk about the, do you want to talk about the multi? Here's, here's something I want to talk about from a training perspective. And this can, <clears throat> this can reach into the high school range too. And I think this is something that I believe that whether you're a high school coach, you're a high school athlete, you're a college coach, you're a college athlete. That the idea that the multi Cannot, you know, be at the same level of priority as somebody in an open event where that they're strong in can't, they can't be, you know, are they're mutually exclusive? You can't be good at both your opens and the multi is just not true. And I don't know if we've talked about this in, in the past, but I'm starting so. to learn this within the multi and I'm really like pushing my chips into it this year with uh, a few of our athletes Um, two things can be true at once. You can be great in your open event. Let's say if you're a stud long jumper, 400 runner, you can also be a stud multi, -er. they almost amplify off each other. You know, that work capacity concept of saying, I'm training to be able to run the thousand inside to a long jumper, to a high jumper on the women's side to be an 800 runner and a hurdler, like all encompassing, you're not going to necessarily lose your ability to be at your prime and you're open just because you feel like I have to focus my attention on throwing the shot or getting a hurdle session in like, right. They are able to be merged and they amplify off each other. I'm noticing this in our training. So some of our, some of our best sprinters on the team right now are crushing the workouts and they're the multi crew hmm that's what we were saying is
0: when you're when you're giving those multi though that kind of that total workout when they're doing all those events and working all those events you're building a better athlete and then they come in there and they have that ability to that increase workload and they come into these uh some of these sort of just sprints workouts and like you said you were saying you were telling me that today actually or yesterday maybe it, it was it's the strangest just thing. beating up on the sprinters and just really looking good compared to our just strictly sprinters or strictly jumpers whatever it might be um that workload capacity is a big thing so it just goes to show prove your point kind of uh that it's not a it's not a deterrent or a hindrance to be a multi and look at like i don't get enough chance to do my high jump or i don't get a chance enough to do to my long jump or my hundred or whatever it might be my sprint um it's it's building a better athlete and they're, they're, they're still doing well. I mean, we're just looking at it. I mean, we'll see. The proof will be in the pudding when we actually get into the meets and see how these, right. these different right. athletes do. But from what we see right now, uh, they're passing they're the eye good. test.
1: The, the one thing, and this is the tough part, all these multi that we're trying out for the most part are new, very new. So the mm-hmm. skill acquisition of being a good multi-hire that still needs some <clears throat> TLC. Like it still needs the ability to grow and develop. So a lot of these athletes that we're bringing in and we're trying this out on, they have, you know, one of them is a six six high jumper, runs forty nine one in the four and long jumps twenty two ten. That was his high school, you know, marks. And you could in in all essence, look at him and say, this kid could be a six ten high jumper and then be a 48 point kid in the four and maybe jump a 23 mid to a high. Well, six, that, that, that high jump and that long jumper for sure. Going to get you into the national meet in your opens. Mm -hmm. And that's something that could happen. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that we deviate away from the multi plan because we think that the multi is going to distract or hinder their ability to hit those marks in the high jump and the long jump. Like, everything can amplify off each other. Well, you see so all the time that's something I'm trying to remind not only my athletes, but myself. And this is where you could tie it in with these high school coaches and high school athletes. It's okay to have that athlete be able to long jump, run your relays, mm-hmm. maybe even hurdle. Like in reality, what I'm tr- really trying to say is high school athletes, high school coaches, because I'm doing this right now too. Like, Give that solid athlete that you feel has great, potential because of their athletic ability. It's not too late to have them hurdle. It's not too late to try them in the long jump. You know, I know you try to like, you know, categorize and say, Hey, when they first come in, you look like a jumper, you look like a hurdler, but don't always go off the looks or don't just go off of one trial or tryout time period of saying, okay, we're going to try the hurdles this day. And maybe it was a kid just had a bad day that day. You know, maybe they're a slow learner, but if they got a little bit more skill acquisition, you'd be shocked when that 50 point kid in the four, if you would have given them more cuts to learn the hurdles, end up being a 300, could have been a 38 point guy. So then could have been a long jumper or a high jumper. So my point is don't, don't feel like you can't, you know, provide that athlete more events as they continue to grow in their high school career and don't just say well you made it to state as a junior then you're just going to only focus, focus on, on this on and maybe event, one or sure. two things continue to grow their their athletic portfolio
0: i think kind of what you're saying really boils down to don't be afraid to say hey uh john doe over here on our track team let's not try to mit- say he's a high jumper or say he's a 110 hurdler or say he's a 100 200 guy it it it's okay. Like he's well rounded. He's good. At every let's say he's a jack of all trades. Let's say he's we don't have the multi in high school, but let's say he's sort of a multi. Try him at everything. Cause for one, did any college, any D three college out there would love to have a guy like. Oh, you want to come in and do the multi? Sure. Yeah. And you got some good marks all around. Absolutely. Plus, it gives him a foot up on the competition if you're already doing a bunch of these events in the high school scene. Um, and I, and I remember when I was coaching high school at Amro, like one of our big things is we would take good athletes, um, and just from a kind of a, where, where we know we can score hurdles is a very overlooked thing, I think in the high school ranks, cause there's not a ton of coaches that know how to, um, coach it, uh, you know, technique wise and skill wise, really, really super well. It's kind of, um, you know, it's one of those things like pole vault, for example, there's just not not a lot of schools even have pole vault. Everybody has hurdles, just about. But a lot of people kind of shy away from the hurdles and let's, hey, we got, a, we got a good athlete, a fast kid. Let's make him a 100, 200 guy. They don't go, hey, let's try this, see if we can get this kid to learn how to hurdle. Because then he, there's there's very, there's very, um there's way less hurdlers out there than there is guys that are just going to, you know, I'm on the I'm a running back on the football team. I'm going to do the 100, 200. Let's try them in hurdles. So that was one of our, sort of ideas in amro uh that's why we turned out a lot of good hurdlers because we took our best athletes and said hey we're not going to try you in the 100 and 200 first we know you can run a straight line and a curve let's try you in the hurdles let's see if we can build you into a hurdler um it, it just puts a leg up on the competition because there's most of them are just the really good athletes are like i'm gonna try the 100 200 you gotta learn how to do a block start a black start and then run fast right it's a lot less skill acquisition right if, hurdling.
1: if i was a high school coach and I, I don't know how I'd obviously <clears throat> finesse it from a training perspective, as far as my facility limitations or the amount of coaches that I have to help build this, mm-hmm. I would be so much more focused on getting them to understand and try and good honest effort in each event on the actual track and on the runway in the ring. Um, yeah, Field that, events, running events across the board. That's I get the idea a, of like cross country, like in that, and like that's mm, a different animal sure. for distance. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that that whole idea is not Excuse just me. a middle school track thing. It's not just try every event in middle school. High school is not too late to do that. That's that, what to, I'm saying. That's yeah, that's yeah. that. High school you is got definitely it. not too late to do that. I mean, that's, especially if you get a new kid that is just trying track for the first time, or an athlete that comes out junior year of high school, like ah, I was football. You know, I don't have a I don't have a false or a spring sport. Yeah, I'll trade track. Come right, out. that you give got him, it. I, I think that things, yeah. I think
1: that we we pigeonhole these athletes too quickly, and then they they don't know what they mm-hmm. what they could have became. And my whole point is to completely circle back. Mm-hmm. We are finding that out as college coaches when we take a kid and put them in the multi. That's mm-hmm. my that's my whole circle back, and you know where you see this especially. I think you see this with with the girls, quite a bit. Because if you can find that very just gifted athlete, Lauren wrench. Yeah. yeah well, just try the, try the, high, the,
0: the long jump. Whoa. Right. That
1: thing, right. Well, it's just more the idea that if you find a, an athletic, an athletic girl that has the ability to hit a penultimate step and great, have great pop and has good, just general speed, mm-hmm. maybe is flexible or has a, uh, great hand eye coordination. Cause she was a multiple sport athlete. Don't just say, hey, just hurdle and then just sprint. Like Keep them invested in, in every relative field event because in the women's multi in college, it's that much more saturated in being a power speed based event. Mm-hmm. So that's sure. my, my point is if you, look at, if you look at the women's multi inside, you have the 60 hurdles, mm-hmm. you have the long jump. You have the shot, you have the high jump, and then you have the eight hundred. Like four out of those five events are purely just speed, power, and technique. And then eight hundred is, and then the eight hundred kind of like is where you have to have a little aerobic gutted gut right? out a
0: little bit sort of thing too. But
1: that's my that's my big thing. There is like if you find out that like especially if you have an athletic, if you have an athletic girl that has the ability to show from a flexibility perspective, natural you know kinesthetic awareness decent speed keep them hurdling, high jumping long jumping keep them in the relays sure. show them all of this beca- and keep them in it because they're going to either start to tee off and help you in multiple ways mm-hmm. but then they're going to end up being an amazing multi in the same process we, we probably should fire ourselves for the fact that we are finally
0: giving care of the shot at the multi finally now and not have done that a long time ago because this is like all the things we're saying it's just like it makes me think of like yeah, like like a girl like Carol's. <laughs> We've had her here for four Yeah. Or five. To be, or, I'll, I'll say this.
1: Now? I'll say this though. She's if you would have asked her to do this two years ago, she would have said no. No, true, true.
0: Yeah, she, I don't think she was So in like for this that. is
1: one thing to think about with the multi. Mm-hmm. You can't want it more than them. Like well, they have to be very inquisitive and open-minded mm-hmm. to do the multi. Here's the Like th- you can't dip your toes in the water. You, you don't have to cannonball in and be like, I'm all in r- immediately from day one, but you have to like, give Sell it an honest, it little bit. Yeah. you got to p- at least plug your nose and give it a good shot Yeah, well, you know, well, and jump in and see what happens well, part and of, then live there a little bit longer than mm-hmm. you might feel get like a little uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. that's something that I would tell people that are looking at being from high school athletes to going into uh, college and wanting to multi, cause you might have that background in multiple events out of high school. Like give yourself enough time to really see it through, and really that means that you're probably gonna have to commit a year to it. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And then after that, if you really feel Especially like it's not on for the you, the
0: side that, where you got to learn. Yeah, because there's more skill
1: acquisition. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta throw discus and pole vault. Pole and, vault. Yeah,
0: if you've never done that, that's a big. <sighs> one.
1: You gotta run the fifteen hundred. You know, there's Oof. a lot. There's a lot more moving pieces to it. That's but it. I would say on the women's side, it's though, that multi, indoor and outdoors, is still extremely speed power based, and so. Yeah. 100% be, you know, don't be afraid of it there and, and think that you can't. So that was, that's something from a training perspective that I wanted to just kind of talk about was what I'm starting to see in, and being more, um, I would just say gung ho on wanting to have a stronger hurdles, sorry, not hurdles, stronger, multi-culture here at UWO, um, I, I'm begging and borrowing and stealing from other, you know, Coaches and training plans, and, and and making my own, you know, Frankenstein's monster of a of a training plan, of course, uh, which you should always be evolving. But that's something that I've done poorly in is I would take athletes, bring them here to Oshkosh, and just say, well, that what you did in high school is what you're just going to keep doing. Sure. And then looking at the the results at these college championships, uh, conference, NCAA championships. And finding out that these athletes that are all Americans in the multi, we we have probably three or four guys on our own team that if you just and girls on our own team that if you just gave them the shot to do it Mm -hmm. and committed it or made them gave them a good honest effort in trying it, they would probably be right there too. Yeah, you know, and that's not a knock against the the multiers that are all being all Americans, but my point is they're the same type of athlete. Sure. Sure. So in reality, why are we not taking advantage of this more?
0: I think part of the, the thing, too, is uh, you, you get like the multi is sort of looked at as like the 400. And we talked about this recently, too, is changing the culture of we don't look at it as a, uh, the 100, 200 guys, you know, the typical 100, 200 guy. I, I don't I only run the one and the two. I don't run the four. Uh, right. That's, that's too. Uh, I don't, I'm not running the four coach. No, no, no. no. A lot. You, dime a dozen for those guys. there. out. But anyways, my point is. We gotta have the the multis looked at that a little bit too. It's like oh the multi, oh man, oh that's a lot of work. Holy crap, like yeah. And and it's the same thing. We gotta transition it to the same thing we're trying to do with the four hundred. Is it's like if we can do the one, the two, you can do the four. Not too much big, not not a big deal. Step up, kick some butt, just go do it. Everybody can do it if you're a two hundred runner.
1: You are dovetailing into my next training point, which is uh, we wrote this here uh, training new and improved question that's a question mark yeah
0: improved I, i'm Who put a question mark on the teleprompter so, <laughs> i had to <laughs> Do you know he reads anything on the tele okay sorry hopefully everybody so, got the anchorman reference
1: i don't know so <laughs> all, all in all i'm trying new things um Always be evolving, right? And we've talked about that. How this segues from what you just said was, you talked about how in the sprints realm, sprints culture, uh, you can be good in the four and in the two and in the one, or vice versa. You can be good in the one and the two, and we feel and, that and the four.
0: If you can good at one, if you're good at one of them, you should be able to do all of the, those three. It should be relatively, relatively relatively.
1: close. I mean, yes, there is this thing called like, you know, talent that limits, you know, like for example, like, yeah, you could have amazing natural top end, amazing acceleration pattern and just gosh, darn it. As much as you try to grind you know, lactic workout. Well, he's actually across the board. Good at everything. I'm saying the opposite where you can get a kid that just doesn't have the lactic, talent to run sure. what their 200 and 100 t- are telling them to run in a four.
0: Yeah. But you, that's something you can, you work have on. to put
1: some respect on those 400 runners names to say, yes, this kid could run, you know, a girl, this girl could run 12 flat guy could run uh, like 10, five, mm-hmm. and then they could run, you know, 25 flat in the two or 21, you know, six, 21, seven in the 2 mm-hmm but some of them just can't run that 56, 55 and the 47, even though mathematically, if you run 21 mid to high, you have a shot to run that 47 point. Time. How much of
0: that do you think is a little bit mental and like, no, 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 is it uh, some, some guys right. like, like a short, short sprinter, not a long legged sprinter that you're probably just not built as well for the 400, you know, a, a taller sprinter. No, I don't believe that at all.
1: Well, Leg leg length no
0: no no well, I'm not just leg but no. you can a, a bigger stride you don't believe the bigger stride
1: sprinters come in all shapes and sizes I agree but I'm saying all once shapes you get and to sizes the, the moment you think that you look at a kid and you go oh he's a hundred meter kid because he's short and oh, I agree. you put him in the four and they are a dude okay right well, so you're you get telling the, you get the, Bobby, the tall lanky runner get
0: Bobby out there in the four no <laughs> let's do it Bobby who you're running no no the four no at but Rippin. this is my
1: point who's the ah um, uh, who's the Wade Van Niekirk? No. Who's the four by four at the D one Championships for Stephen A. Stephen F. Stephen Austin. F. Austin. Stephen, Stephen A. Austin. A. Austin. Steve <laughs> Stephen Austin. F. Smith. Austin Stone University. Cold University. Steve <laughs> Stephen Cold. <Austin. A>. <laughs> Stephen A. Stephen Smith. Stephen A. Smith University. University. He <laughs> was the anchor leg, but he had. I think he recorded the fastest championship split ever. Uh, I think his first name is Ahmad. Um Rashad. And Ahmad he is. No, it's not a modern shot. That'd be awesome, legendary. But that kid is like five, I probably five, six, five, seven. He, I'm not doing him justice. Maybe he's taller, but he's very compact sprinter. You look our, at him and you're like, oh, you're a one-two guy. But then he's call a four. From guy. that kid, and be like, I'm five. If eight, he listens to this podcast, that'd five be awesome. eight. Don't and you I apologize. Um, it. Yeah, I, I, you we'll know, I'm one, not even up. gonna try to look at his name. We'll have but nine, overall, as a guest, like my week. my whole point here is. The, the idea that the one, the two and the four, you can be sound in all of them, not great in all of them, but you can be sound and the same thing in the multi with multiple events and having a more diverse athletic portfolio, Mm -hmm. you can do the same thing with the one, the two and the four, they will amplify off of each other. I used to not be that way. I used to say in my, at least tell myself and in training plans that you see, Um, and, and people trying to sell their premise, whether it's, you know, a feed the cats perspective, Tony Holler style, or if it's Clyde Hart with volume training, you know, style in the sprints world, Mm -hmm. um, I've always believed to probably be more in the middle and know that you like both avenues, Clyde Hart feed the cats style training. They both have great points. They have their place. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to be more balanced in my approach now, and I'll probably still always lean towards the the feed the cats premise. I do believe that the the Max velocity component is key thing and keeping them fresh. But mm-hmm. but we struggle with work capacity, right? That's what we on just, our crew, or we turn the four hundred into the boogeyman, right? Just and like, we ooh. we 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 idolize the sixty and the one. We look at the two. As, as like a run. long sprint. <laughs> right. And then we see the four as this thing that I just have to get through. You got kids talking and about or, what kind of pace they should go out in. and right, right. Like, Should and, I start? It's
0: like, what are you
1: talking about? And I think that at the end of the day, when you see it across all divisions, every division has these types of athletes and they're, they're relatively rare, but it's possible. It can be done. And it happens in multiple divisions where you have. The kid that leads off the four by one, he is a open qualifier in the hundred and sure enough, they are the third leg in the four by four. Oh yeah. And they're, an, you know, they're a great two versatile. runner too. You know, they're versatile and they're training in a, in a, in a dosage realm that they can be just a flat out good sprinter. And we need, uh, in our program to remind ourselves that the 400 is a sprint. Absolutely, And I will, would say that the Clyde Hart aspect of volume training definitely doesn't help serve too specific of a purpose for the short, short sprints, the one and the two, like really working on the technical component of being fast, fresh, healthy, and working on MV, mm-hmm. but at the same time, which is maximum velocity, just right in case, right. And then with the feed the cats, like, you know, minimum dosage programming, it has 100% its place. And has great, you know, findings of showing that you know you want to be fast first. You want to grow from short to long mm-hmm. in a training program, and it's shown us but a lot of success. The, but the problem is, is that you have to get these athletes to see that the four hundred is a sprint. Right. So yeah, sure, I'm fine with still saying grow short to long as a as in a training plan, moving from acceleration to MV farther sprints. Sure. Um, but you still have to make sure you're reminding your team because we are human. That yes. The farther you run, the more that it hurts, Mm -hmm. but like, that's okay. That's just a part of the actual experience of being a sprinter. And the 400, yes, does hurt the most. So you, you do need to still plug in the idea that the 400 is a sprint. It has a priority in its place of just being a one or just being a two kid. You want to, in my opinion, If you live to be that 200 runner where you run enough to make sure that you can be successful in the four, but you stay fast, fresh and take your, and keep the volume low enough to be solid in the one, Mm -hmm. that's what we're starting to do here for our, for our training plan. So more or less, I used to only do one lactic workout a week last year. And I used to just like special endurance the heck out of it and just run kids, not only farther, but hard, like three, three hundreds. And we'd like just run it fast. You know, we, we definitely hit a lactic tolerance super quick. These kids are, their acidosis just gets punched in the, they get punched in the face by it. They go down pretty quickly and I'm not doing that as much now. I will start to instead have more of a tolerance and a diffusion process to it. Meaning that my tolerance days are going to be more, you know, intense, Mm -hmm. shorter in distance um, but it doesn't need to be three 300s worth. It could be two 300s worth and you're going to get that stimulus and then you can be done. And what are you running those just for people that are kind of a little bit more like, hmm...
0: What, what, what Like, like an explain a tolerance that Uh Well, yeah, sure. explain that. So two, three hundreds, what are we running? You're running a percentage base. Are we running a, you're a, running base, or we running a uh, kind of a time, like a um, one second off?
1: You're running them fast. I'll put it this way. So you're running them fast. If we say, if I say, hey, we're going to do two, three hundreds today. Sorry, three, two hundreds today. And I want you to emulate or try to mimic the first 200 meters of an open four that's the type of workout this is an example sure. of a lactic tolerance day for us or almost like a critical zone style workout mm-hmm. where you work on hitting those checkpoints if you will like in the first in a 400 for example in the first 200 of a four that's the intention and the intensity that i want to have in those three 200s mm-hmm. you don't have to hit it on the dot of what you'd hit in the actual meet right you're, you know, you don't have a uniform on, there's no adrenaline there. Like you're not going to hit what you need to, but from a, from an intensity perspective, you know, just a hair under. So you're staying relaxed. You're staying fast. You're staying loose. You're staying efficient on those two hundreds. You probably want to be probably within a second or a second off of what you'd ask them to run in the first 200 of a four. So for example, if you're taking a just this is a very basic, rudimentary way to look at it. If you're wanting to run 50 flat in the 400 for a guy, you're gonna want to go 24 flat, and hopefully you can hang a 26, 26. Yep. theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's what this kid's doing, which that would be crazy from a lactic, you know, talent perspective, just be exactly two seconds off. Uh, either that or like every race, right? That, but that's your goal, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, fair. But overall, you would say, okay, if this kid's coming through 24 seconds in a 400 in the meet, in the first 200s is coming in 24, I want to run three 200s roughly around that time, 25 flat. I probably say, hey, be a second off of that. And mm-hmm. then I want to give you six to eight minutes rest. And I want you to do it again and again and again. If you do that three times, they're going to be like, yeah, I'm hurting. They're mm-hmm. hitting the shapes, the intensity, relatively, the purpose, the intentions there, That's a great lactic tolerance day. Sure. So the other side to that is now I'm starting to do more of a lactic (sighs) diffusion day or a little bit longer, but less intensity. If we want to take the 400 again, for example, the, these days we're going to work on, let's just keep it simple and say, if a lactic tolerance day is working on the first half of the four, the diffusion day or the more voluminous day is going to work on the second second half half of the four. Well, we're going to say, okay, if you're that 24 to 26 kid, that's running 50 flat. Now we're going to be running relative workouts that are going to hit that 26 range. And then that's going to be a workout more of saying, I want you to run five, two hundreds, maybe six, two hundreds. Maybe you do broken's and you break some things apart and you do a 300 to a 100 with 45 seconds rest in between whatever you want to do, but you want to emulate that relative intensity to finish that 400, which is something, which is something that we didn't do very much. Right. right? And I think that that's that's where I'm trying to improve that, that premise. So those workouts are not as intense. The intention's still there. The shapes are still relatively there, but yeah, for example, like this is actually—I should backpedal. This is more of that critical zone style workout. What critical zone essentially means is that you're working in that zone, that frame of when you start to break down in that 400. When you start to break down in that race. Yeah. When you start to really feel it, it's like that 300 meters in, and you go, "Whoa!" Like you wanna, you I'm having to there. dig into something deeper. You get there and live in that training yes, area. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where those five 200s, where I would say, we're going to do, let's say for the 24, 26 kid for your 50 point. I want to say, I want you to do five 200s and I want to clip those at 27. Mm-hmm. Be a second off or, so or, or close or two, to it so you can keep feeling it. And kids will get more confident in it too.
0: But then it's like the third, the fourth, the fifth is like, that's the or the bear jumping on the back. And it's just like, you. That's that's where you're really working it.
1: You got it. I mean... Overall, that's something that we didn't do. And now we're doing it this year Mm -hmm. and it scares me a bit because here's the thing. If I decided to say, we're going to do two lactic sessions a week. Now, let's say we did them on Essentially, we did them on Mondays and Fridays, Tuesdays and Fridays during the fall. I then had, because I lean more towards of being fresh, fast, and healthy. I had to take a day off in the middle of the week. Right, right. That Wednesday and I or did something. it for Wednesday. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So where we usually would have one lactic workout like that, and then our, one of our other days would be an MV day, and then we would work on acceleration or technical work, block work, acceleration pattern work. I essentially took away one of those acceleration technical blocks. Maybe you even could call it some form of an MV day. Um, I took that away and I actually just said, We're just going to not run that day. Right. On Wednesdays it's kind of our hump day. Um, <clears throat> during the fall, we basically went wickets, MV esque style workouts on Monday, the Lactic Diffusion Day, the the second half of a four hundred style workout for Lactic was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was basically just off and we would just say, Hey, get a get a lift in and go home. I don't even want you to do the dynamic warm-up. Um we would lift as a team Thursday is where we would work on some block work, technical work there. And then Friday we would do that lactic tolerance day where it's pretty fast, mm-hmm. you know, and you're doing your, your one fifties or your two hundreds and you're keeping the total metric work probably around like that was amazing. How six to eight hundred like sick on Friday. Total meters. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause the acidosis kids, gets you, it smacks you, dude.
0: Yeah. It smacks you. No, no, no. I meant like sick before practice. They couldn't come.
1: Oh yeah, I don't tell my team the the workouts. (laughs) They don't show up. Like I coach. If uh, I'm sick and it might be COVID, so
0: I I probably can't come. If I
1: put that, if I put those lactic workouts uh, on, like on the board, and I say, you know, I read it as gospel that that's what we're gonna do. Everybody for some reason has their grandma's birthday on that Tuesday. Or Friday. And it's like, wow, all your grandmas just seem to be born on the same day. It's wild. You know, it's always something.
0: Billy, how many grandmas you got? I swear they've had like 14 birthdays.
1: My cat needs surgery. My cat is having surgery
0: on its hair follicles. They're uh, falling out. Hair follicles. I don't know. I just thought of something really ridiculous. Yeah, you got it. That was pretty ridiculous. If that's what you were going for, you nailed it. Good. That's good. 100% (laughs) slam dunk. But yeah, so that,
1: that's, that is where I put new and improved question mark really because we'll, we'll, I've, I've never really tried to venture this much more in a volume esque perspective. I'm sure true, you know, feed the cats, like, you know, disciples on that being absolute in that realm would look at me and be like, well, you're not feed the cats anymore. And maybe I'm not kicked out the club. Maybe I'm not kicked out the club. I don't think I am. I'm still optimal. I still get those rest ranges in. We'll see. I feel like I'm, well, you know what? I guess if if, I'm not, I'm not, but overall, Tony unfollows you on Twitter now or not. After he listens to this, uh, Tony, don't be mad. (laughs) Tony, don't No, (laughs) I like, I still have to tell you that my two biggest, like I would say mentors in the space, not from like personal relationships, even though I know Tony and, and Chris very well, Chris Corfist, Tony Holler, um, just learning from them going to their symposiums I, i've been on tfc um uh track football getting, consortium
0: we are not getting paid by them to say this no you.
1: no but o- yet <laughs> overall like i would still tell you who i've learned and grown through the most and and definitely put most of my training knowledge and emphasis and understanding of the sport um is from a yeah uh a high school chemistry teachers and And Tony, the mad scientist, scientist. (laughs) and yeah, and Chris is a mad scientist. The other one that, that has a a basement full of just crazy, crazy, cool stuff stuff and (laughs) works everywhere. Like this is the easy, one of the few guys I know that it's one of the few guys I know that'll like work with, you know, one-on-one time with a kid from like Hinsdale central rides his bike to go meet, you know, coach Corfus to do some one-on-one training. And then his next clients, Devin Montgomery, you know, and you're like, Oh, Oh. You got quite an array here, you oh, know. Hey, so you know, he, it's, it's almost like he, just, this guy's—you know—he's got to know what he's doing if he's got everyone from the local kid down the street <laughs> want to do a workout with him, and then Devin Montgomery's showing up and they're like, "Hey, get me ready for the NFL." Yeah. Right, so, right. Uh, yeah, these hey, guys definitely know what they're talking about. Great for you track know, and field dudes, though. Long great story great short, I'm putting new and improved because I am venturing into an area where I have felt like I have struggled in the four. And I, maybe it's not necessarily from a training perspective, but the training that we've been doing has caused them to just be absolutely terrified of the 400 because it simply hurts. And the only way to really break that habit of thinking it's this, you know, inconceivable feat to accomplish is to train for it more and be able to feel like that work capacity is encouraging. It it makes you feel more powerful. It makes you feel like you, you can finish it, but not, not just finish it. You can run it well. And I need to do that. So I took a step back from a MV technical perspective, slightly just to try this out because I think I, I think I found the Holy grail of two. training and the balance of both two things though I, I i love a guy a guy that's just like
0: when you find that 400 runner that's a little bit like a little bit crazy in the head and you almost have to be to be a good 400 runner and just be not afraid of it and just want to go out and just race and just you know i feel like and this is this is a this is a compliment not a dig but like Amitai is a little bit like that. He's just he's just a little bit like he just wants to go race. Like let me add him, coach. Let me add him. So let we me got go a, do this.
1: Yeah, we got a four hundred runner on our team. His name's Amitai Wheat. I think he's gonna have an awesome year. Heck you know yeah, he, he is. he's he's a he's a stud. You know runner. Um, his his foot speed has probably been the limiting factor. Um, because it's never been his heart. It's never been his grit. His oh, determination. No. Um. You know, but overall, like you track. gotta remember, like this this kid is a gamer when it comes to mm-hmm. the relays. I'll well, put it this way: I think Ty's technically his best open four is like a forty nine low, forty nine one maybe. Mm-hmm. But how many times have we like legitimately split him? And even at the national championships, where he would split a forty seven low to forty six high. Sure, it's done exactly. it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. He just he just shows up. Yep. Kick some ass, and I think that that's innate. I don't know if you can teach that. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is though, it, but if you if you can teach it, it's because he came from a school where the four by four was something that was
0: legendary. There, it was,
1: it was popular. Is what the cool kids did. It was, it was like it's what made you a track athlete. Sure, yeah. Like that it was, was an honor. The, it was were something the that you quarterback of the track team when you. He on ran that for Bloom four, Township. Sort of. Bloom Township is. Uh, a South side suburb uh, Chicago. Chicago area school, um, and they have had amazing amazing four by fours in the years past i don't want to i don't remember what they ran specifically, but Ty was on a me Ty was on that four by four in high school that ran like three sixteen in high in high school in high school three fifteen
0: <laughs> three sixteen that's that's a great college time
1: great college if, yeah if you have a if you have a, a college team that runs 316 you're kind of like well oh, that's pretty respectable nice job yeah but this was a high school team right you know like we're yeah. out there running 312 and you know we're thinking we're we're tough stuff and in reality there's high school teams down in illinois running 315 <laughs> you're like <laughs> oh <of> a- <laughs> wow okay so we yeah, what to think, do? So, um, so
0: we we go. We but what I'll say is I think we can wrap this training thing up. What I'll say too is this: is like, we got the new and improved with the question mark up there because hopefully, you know, like, if in another month and a half we have episode four come out, oh, that'll right, be right, when we answer right. the question mark. Right. Hopefully, it's not that long. Okay. So yes, we got
1: to to dovetail. Sorry, to sorry to completely close that that mm-hmm. point there. I put the question mark because I'm a little nervous about it. I'm I'm just excited nervous to see how what we've done in the fall plays out yeah we're yeah this next podcast after the this week's over these next two weeks god i really hope that it actually Whoa, okay you know what but it's gonna
0: be it's gonna be interesting because we're gonna we're gonna I start have faith seeing, i have faith but we're gonna start seeing some things we're gonna Just get some results it. from meets. we're gonna be cruising through tiefers and uh seeing what we think and um yeah i mean next our If we get to pod, hopefully we'll we'll get back to trying to do like every week again. Um, That's the plan is every week or maybe even more than once a week if we kind of can fit that in. But, uh, yeah, the next several podcasts should be good because we're going to have some kind of results to talk about and kind of start to see, well, we like what we see or we need to go back to the drawing board, one of the two, uh, because that happens every once
1: in a while. All right, lastly then, um, thank you for listening. I think you're supposed to say this at the beginning so that way, people actually will like click on it. But this is going to go on uh, YouTube, yes. So we think so. If we do, please uh, like, subscribe. I've always want to say that you know. You hear, and share. You hear, you hear it in the YouTube. Like, share. Please make sure to like, you donate. subscribe, Wait, watch, no, it, Yeah, we have a, yeah, a Patreon. Go donate. No, track and track field. Just donate. Just donate to my bank account. Bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um bank account number eight if if you guys have any feedback for us topic ideas yada 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 let us know um if even if you want to just make a comment on how awful we are at at doing this and we
0: know already but we're aware well we like to hear
1: it too yep or if you're like hey you guys are great sort of uh yeah i don't think anybody's gonna say that no I think we're good. I think we're
0: done. You know what? It's good to be back.